This show is brought to you by Loud and Opinionated. Jake, did you guys realize that right now we are as far away from 1990 as 2050? Wait, what? Oh, 30 years. We are the same distance oh, gosh. to 2050 from 1990. A long time ago. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a sad moment. I'm having the moment where I'm like staring off in the distance and like, hello, like... Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> That's kicking in right now. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Yes, yes, and you know I'm, I maybe I'm just in a sad spot because the NFL regular season's over. It feels like a changing of the times. There's only like six bowl games left. It's it's a sad time. We got a lot to ramp up to this year, though. You hate to see it. You hate to see it go, but you love to watch another year come in with all of the expectation and cool things we'll get even just this month we still got football too man right xfl's right around the corner and we will start with football this is the loud sports podcast for wild card weekend and some high level bowl mania i'm paul rubidoux with jake williams what's up and brandon plecker hey guys and let's start with the good from the state here which was the hawkeyes bowl game they were at the Holiday Bowl in a decrepit San Diego <laughs> County Stadium that they have like admitted that they stopped taking care of this stadium because they're going to get rid of it in like two years or something. Are they going to raise it? I uh, I have no idea, but uh, they should just they should just burn it, burn it, start over. Yeah, <laughs> to demo it. I was thoroughly impressed. Um, I I don't want to. I'm not going to. This is gonna this is gonna sound mean and disparaging, or not mean, but it's not. It's gonna make it sound like I'm not complimenting Iowa. But I will say, how bad is it with in the situation at USC right now? Because they looked terrible in that game. It, directionless is a word yeah. I would say. That being said, Iowa looked great. I just want to make that clear that I'm not taking away from what Iowa did. I just I just think that USC looked real bad. Well, it looked like one team watched tape and one team didn't. I mean, I thought Iowa looked bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, prepared. E- everything, yeah, everything about it was just dominant, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amir Smith Marset had, he almost had four, he almost had a rushing, receiving, kick return, and a oh, passing touchdown. Oh, yeah, he touchdown. had the hat trick. It yeah. was outstanding. Yeah, incredible. I mean, they just, they did whatever they wanted on offense. I don't think, I think they scored on their first five possessions of the game. I don't, I don't think they only punted it like maybe twice. And those are both in the fourth quarter when they were already up by 20 points. So And Clay Helton will be back. Yep. You hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If his, his seat wasn't hot, it's, it's on fire now. Like, he has to have some sort, I don't, I don't know, maybe nine, ten win season if he hopes to have his job. He, I could see him, if they don't. If they aren't doing well about halfway through the season, I could see him getting fired. Well, I, we're straying from the Hawkeyes having an almost perfect game on both sides of the ball, in my opinion. But, yeah, the drama's on the USC side here. And I think this is the year where there's a lot of experienced coaches on the open market right now. And this was the year to get somebody that might be interested because do you think that 
um, Urban Meyer, even McCarthy, and some other NFL names would still be on the market at this time next year? I don't think so. I think those guys are going to be snapped up by other NFL franchises, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, the and it's also in McCarthy was just in Cleveland. Also, it's L.A. Rivera's already um, been picked up by the Redskins, so we have one new coach. I mean, USC has a lot of a lot of talent on that team. They're coming all coming back pretty and, much, and they just strike me as one of the the schools with top five booster money. You know what I mean? Like USC, Texas, Bama. You could probably find a few others. Well, USC is a blue blood. Exactly, and they have the tradition. But they haven't been able to bring it back. And then, you know, I think UCLA has had a little more of good headlines in the past few years, ever since Pete Carroll left as soon as sanctions were rumored. <laughs> they haven't yeah. been the same since. It's always like, oh, wait, they had a winning season. Why did he leave? Well, we know why. Um, I also, I got to – this is something I've noticed with just from my perspective with Iowa, it seems like sometimes, and I, I think we touched on it when we were talking about the Holiday Bowl last week, where it is, they seem like they start really well, and then they kind of taper off a little bit. I don't think that happened at all this year. I think they got better towards the end of the season. I agree. I think that they started using, I mean, our offense really struggled at the end of the year because we lost Brandon Smith. I think the lot, like, I mean, Brandon Smith is probably our best receiver, mm -hmm. and he was a big-time playmaker for us. And having him out for like two, three or four weeks, however long it was, definitely hurt the offense, and he was back. But So I think that that, that opens up Amir Smith-Marset, where he's no longer he the top just, priority. He seemed unleashed. Yeah, I mean, and so we'll see what this brings in for next year. We'll obviously have to replace Nate Stanley. I think he was second in career passing yards. He never lost to Iowa State. He never lost to Minnesota. He never lost to Nebraska. That's, that's he was three and zero in bowl games. Like what? What else do you want out of a quarterback? Yeah, like, with your. I mean, I know Wisconsin is technically a and we beat Wisconsin state, but... and we beat Wisconsin. I think once he was one and two. I think against Wisconsin, the games that matter. Yeah, you I know? mean, he he won he won all the time. He's produced stats. I mean, what else do you want? I mean, this guy was. Incredible. When Kirk retires, he will have uh, a dark horse debate spot for there will be throughout the state the, who was the best quarterback under Ferentz when he retires. And with the numbers, and like you say, never lost to Minnesota, Iowa State, or Nebraska, that speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, were t we talked about this a lot before the season started, and I, wasn't, I didn't think Nate Stanley, because he – he struggled last year at the end of the year, especially. He's just bland. And he's got no cool this haircut. Year, this year was like I was I wouldn't have put him in top four or five probably, but I think he's he's definitely up there with the best that there's ever been at Iowa after this season. It's almost like a Frank Gore ascension where he just, you know, keeps his head down, does the work year after year, and you start noticing the numbers first. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's gonna speak for itself. And I think he will be a great backup in Kansas City. I think he's gonna, yeah. I think he'll 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 definitely. That's I think he'll have a chance was, to be, so. yeah, quarterback in the NFL. But that's a yeah. I mean, you look at a guy that prototype what you want to fill an NFL roster with. He's the guy. I mean, he ran a pro style offense in Iowa. Well, who did he take over for? C.J. Beathard. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Who started and I mean, unfortunately, started at a very bad time for a bad team and, and probably know, ended his career. Jimmy by, G shows up. Yeah. And you're like all right. 
Um, but yeah, I do see him projecting to the NFL. And now I've got to talk about Iowa State. Um, Here, Here's where we start. Talk about a team that went downhill fast. Before we <laughs> talk about the actual game, I'm I'm not trying to downplay how not well Iowa State played. <laughs> but this was a mismatch because the Camping World Bowl, by the numbers, should have picked K-State but went with the, the notorious um, fan base who will come in and drink you out of bush light. And I really think that that's kind of the case here of why we got matched up with the 10-win oh, Notre Dame Yeah, team. it was definitely a... K-State beat Definitely us. an overmatch. Like, Iowa State was overmatched from the start. And we kind of I mean, talked about it last week. Best I didn't know, defensive line. I didn't, know how, I didn't know how motivated Notre Dame would be, but I knew that if they did, did want to play... That it w- it wouldn't be much of a contest, really. And there were there was going to be one that. of two Notre Dame teams. There was going to be the uninterested, checked out. Why are we playing Iowa State in this bowl? Why are we not or in the, New Year's the why are we playing Iowa State in this bowl? We need to stomp them and come back next year, showing that we can compete. And unfortunately, we got the latter, or the former. I the latter. <laughs> <laughs> I never understand that. I know. Um. But yeah, like I said, this is a tale of two teams. This is a team where I look at, uh, for a, for a comparison's sake, when I saw what, now I understand that Iowa had a different level of opponent in their bowl game. That's not what I'm trying to compare it as. I'm trying to compare it as Iowa had momentum at the end of the season and they rode it through their bowl game. Iowa State did not have that momentum. They... I think I want to say after that Oklahoma State loss, that put them in a weird place because they they almost beat Oklahoma, but and they and they do beat Texas, but it's also the way too close of a game against Kansas. It's the loss to K State, and honestly, the loss to K State in the Notre Dame game, those were ugly losses. They weren't yeah. they weren't pretty at all. And Notre Dame came out. I mean, for Pete's sake, how, you. Two, you get the ball twice. You get a punt. You defense steps up, makes the plays, gets a punt. They fumble. Next drive, Brock Purdy, fumble. Like it, it's it's unreal. And that's the thing that worries me about Brock Purdy now. And I've noticed it this season compared to last season. He turned the ball over a lot. He can he he can try to force it late, and saw that we both saw that firsthand uh jake when we were at the oklahoma state game yeah uh it, but i'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm not ruling i'm, I'm not, trying to temper it again i you know i came in saying i was hoping for eight wins with the bowl win we lost the bowl game we're seven and six you don't really hear this in college football as much as basketball but i want to almost call this a growth year um, for a team with a sophomore quarterback, senior leaders that just left, and good recruits coming in that were freshmen this year and future incoming freshmen, a, a pretty good class. I, I expect more next year is, is kind of the cushion here. I expect more next year, but I'm not surprised with this season. But, you know, we're still 7-6, and six, and your reputation is growing nationwide where they talked about Brock Purdy for a uh, Dark Horse Heisman for next year on the Dan Patrick Show, and you get invited to a bowl game that you had no part of being in. So Yeah, I didn't realize how, and I'm with you, Brandon, I didn't realize how overmatched and how much better Notre Dame was. I mean, Notre Dame went toe-to-toe with Georgia in Athens 
I mean, true. Notre Dame, and they did play in a. Notre Dame, most of those players were in the playoffs. Notre Dame wins, year before. wins one of their two. They they beat Michigan, who they should have probably beat. They're playing. <laughs> they're playing. That was ugly. Penn State and you know Penn State in the Peach Bowl or something like that. Like, they're they're one win away from being top ten in the country. Yeah. Like, they're big time. Yeah, they, and, and they always they always are. My problem is, and it's it's not to take away from Notre Dame's defense. I think Notre Dame's defense absolutely played a factor. We just talked about fun, you know turnovers. Earlier they're just more game. athletic. You know they were they're just four star athletes I'm, everywhere on the field. This this Iowa State offense is too talented to not score a touchdown. That's ridiculous. I agree with that. Oh yeah, Way that's too talented. It's to an abysmal showing for a, a coach that is you know this is a, a revitalized offense, a revamped that, offense. And that's that's what I hate when when you know you know when you try to analyze this stuff and you talk about this stuff it's it's really hard to say because on one hand you want to say it's Notre Dame's defense is very good but on the other hand you want to say like Iowa State's offense is a lot better than nine points and even going back to the K-State game 17 points they're better than that and it it, to me watching it as an adoptive father of this team (laughs) because you know they're my adopted kids at fandom it's frustrating to watch because you you're seeing, I've seen improvement, and this last year does seem like more of, like you said, a growth period where they're still trying to, uh, you know, still grow into. I don't think they're used to being in this situation. You know, they're not used to being in bowl games every year. They're not used to winning eight or nine games a year, and they're still trying to figure it out, you know? Which is such a weird trait to have, but you got to learn how to be a, be a winner. And my team's dealing with that. It's but, the final step. Yeah, yeah, I need next year's juniors and seniors to come in upset and hungry and putting in a lot of off-season work knowing what you could do moving forward with the potential of this team. That's what the upperclassmen still, need to do. And they're still a very good football team. Mhm. So, they'll be they'll be fine. Yeah, I I just I you know, I I expect nine wins next year from the Iowa State Oof. team. I'm going to say that. Early. By I'm the way, did we now. ever uh did you ever pay your debt? Cuz I don't I need to I need to pay a few debts. And get cash here to Brandon, who this week won our league as well. Ugh. Woo! It was yes. it was me and Brandon in the finals of our ten team keeper league, and he took me down, took me down hard. I didn't have Lamar and Mark Ingram, but I can't blame the players for the coach. <laughs> I haven't checked my app in like a month because <laughs> I knew I was so far out of it. I'm like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> even with Mike Thomas and Travis Kelsey, my top two guys having bad games. Well, congrats. So round of applause. Between yeah, between that and Bull Mania and our primetime picks, Brandon's out here. Brandon's balling, crushing it. Killing it with predictions this season. We gotta get him on quick, on the big stations. Uh, quick update for Bull Mania. Or do you want to save that for after the recaps? Let's let's do some recaps here. If we can start yeah. with number three. Um actually, we'll just we'll roll back to, to the top of the order here. But the Sun Devils. 14 points to FSU, 20 points for the Sun Devils, and the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Stupid. Did, you guys, did you guys watch this game? No. It was pretty ugly. I, yeah. I will always talk watched, about any time Herm wins, I watched though. a little bit, and it was it was pretty ugly. It was 9 to nothing at halftime. Yeah. Hey, you play to win the game, okay? You play to win the Do game. you see they didn't get a Gatorade bath? That is they why got, they got threw frosted, frosted flakes. flakes on them. <laughs> and then Gatorade. I, I bet that that was told that to both teams that you no, need yes, to do. Yes, we have yeah, a yeah. bucket of frosted flakes. Nobody eat it. And, and I you'll use it. I do want to <laughs> I do want to give a moment here. Let's I want to make this a Twitter poll too. Do you guys prefer the historic bowl name presented by a sponsor or sponsors 
bowl game because we have the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, <laughs> where we've had the Sun Bowl, but we had the Rose Bowl presented but by if, Vizio. You well, know, I think it, I think it just see. I see Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger is more than <laughs> I can't keep saying this. No, but but Tony the Tiger is more than just frosted flakes. Like they are an organization that does a lot with like helping low income like they're building yeah. sports and communities it's like the like ronald that, mcdonald like house. it's yeah, yeah it's kind of like that so i mean it's more than just frosted flakes which is why it sounds kind of weird because yeah you wouldn't think of tony the tiger as a name like you don't but that's talk a, they about they didn't that, even but, use frosted flakes yeah. so they use so in comparison but it, it's owned by kellogg but just this would be kellogg like sun bowl yeah. but it would be like the ronald mcdonald sun yeah, bowl and right. for the ronald instead mcdonald, of the McDonald's house yes. instead of Similar, so that's what yeah. okay instead well i like that a little more i guess i'd, I'd like the mcdonald sun bowl I'll and the rose the, bowl is the rose bowl i mean you can't yeah you not, can't you, you can't, can't change the granddaddy of them all stop it i'm sick of it I'm sick of it. The Rose Bowl is big enough. It doesn't need a stupid sponsor attached to it. Stop saying Rose Bowl game presented by Northwest Mutual. I'm like, dude, just call it the Rose Bowl. Excuse me, sir. This is a capitalist they society. They paid a lot of money for that. I, you can, oh, yeah. Put it on the field. You can either mention it. Have your spot. You can either get the extra know, money or I'm just saying, not get the extra money. Ro- that's the only bowl game that is not Rose Bowl. It's Rose Bowl game. It's not just, and I get it. It's the Granddaddy Mall. It's one of my favorite bowl games. I watch it every year, but it just it drives me insane. I guarantee a little inside baseball from our other job here, Jake. I guarantee you that that is negotiated in the amount that the sponsor pays. That it is presented by the sponsor and not the sponsor's Rose Bowl. Oh yeah, they're like you know we'll we'll give you less money for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee the because it's the Allstate Sugar Bowl. No, yeah, the Rose Bowl people are like, it's it's the oldest bowl game. They're not going to be like... It's the granddaddy of the ball. Yeah, it's the granddaddy ball. You R. have R. to P. say that three times when you're talking about the Rose Bowl. Whoa, no. R.I.P. <laughs> um, other games, Navy over Kansas State in the Liberty Bowl. I watched bowl. this game, and let me tell you... This was fun as an Iowa State fan from all the K-State <laughs> crap we were getting on Twitter it about was, the bowl game switch. It was so much fun to watch the ending of this game. Because I got, I got in the fourth quarter, it was tied at 17. And the cojones of Navy at the end of this game, because it's fourth and short, and this is the triple option Navy team. You don't expect it. They run a play action. K-State didn't expect it. They get all the way down to the five, kick a field goal, and win the game. I'm like, mwah, chef kiss. Beautiful. Incredible offensive maneuver by the general of the midshipmen. Who broke the all? Who broke the FBS record for rushing yards by a quarterback in a season? Didn't yeah. they just have a quarterback three years ago that like <laughs> went broke, like pro a career instead rushing of record. going? In this bowl game alone, he ran for two hundred and some yards and two touchdowns. It was crazy. See, I, I just maybe this is dumb of me to say or ignorant of me to say, but when you have a month to prepare for the triple option, how do you? How can you not stop it? See that that is the hubris of the Iowa fan that destroyed the triple hey, option but, the last time they hey, played them the in triple, a bowl game. But the triple option is all about. It is kind of obsolete. A, he's you got can, a point. You can read it because the yeah. same thing, especially when you have a month, you should everyone should know what they're doing every play. Why is your scout team same, offense not running it every he's day? He's got a point because the same exactly. thing like, happened know. to Houston last year. When they played a Army, and Army hung up seventy points. I just, I just, it was and, and maybe, maybe it is. Maybe and like I said, it might be ignorant, but how? But how can you I mean, not the, be ready be the for most, that? They gotta be after a month of a month of time to prepare. They have to be the most you know that disciplined teams to play too. That's the thing. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I'd love to see the numbers. I don't think they get penalized a lot. The service teams. Oh, I, I would stand well, behind. Would that. you be scared to penalize them if you were there? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I would be. I He's would trained be, to kill. <laughs> you know, it's probably like 20 burpees a penalty or something like that. That's what I'm saying. They have to be the most disciplined teams in the country. Exactly. On to the Valero Alamo Bowl, Texas in San Antonio, giving it to Utah. Fraud! Oh, are we doing that? Are we doing that here? Yeah, you know, oh, I'm just man. saying. Don't do that. Thanks. Don't build up Texas. I here. see how far back from the mic I got for that. That was very loud. I'm just saying, Utah, prove me right. By the way, I did not realize this when I did it. I did pick Texas in this game. So this, Only one. This makes me more upset at Oregon for losing. It just it shows you that, like, oh, what's his name? Is it Willingham? Whittingham. Whittingham. Whittingham, he can't finish a season because they were in this, they were in this situation. The loser, the loser of, since the Pac-12 championship game has started, the loser of that game has never won a bowl game. It's like, how can, it's Texas, I understand it's Texas. So the, it's, they've gone on a two-game losing streak to end the season. The, the loser wow. of the Pac-12 championship game has never won a bowl game. You are a team that had two losses, one of them to a very good Oregon team in the, in the championship game. And you are playing a seven and five Texas team. I understand it's in San Antonio. It's kind of a home game for them. I I I, be, I didn't watch it, but I bet that was packed oh, in the Alamo Dome, all which is orange. which is what sixty five thousand. Like it's a huge dome. It's a big yeah, it's a big stadium. I understand, but it's Texas was not good this year. Texas wasn't back, and to have a seven and five team. By the way, the only Big Twelve team to win a bowl game this season. And so, I hated having to cheer for them. Yeah, but at that point, yeah, we're owned for. Which I wanted to pull that stat up to be to uh, rub it in your face. Yeah, because yeah, the was... big. Meanwhile, the Big Ten, I think, has only lost maybe two. I think one or two. I was cheering for Baylor to lose, but that's a week weekly thing. <laughs> also, I retweeted it um, on my account. I retweeted it on our official Twitter account. Stop saying Baylor's a great story. It's not. They were rapists it's not a good story okay stop drop saying the bounce back with matt rule was a good thing they shouldn't even have a football program yeah. i'm sorry i'm sick of it shout out peppermint petty from that's the, who it was yeah I couldn't remember no, who from it was. the from the tailgate society they're a really cool midwest podcast that has um iowa state fans on it I, I knew it was i knew it was a woman i just couldn't remember who it was but yeah she's really funny she's right yeah, <laughs> you want to move to that one? Then we can let's just go to it. Baylor getting stomped. Everybody loving it. I I was I've started kind of being the bookkeeper of Olive Garden now that I'm back there. I I've just been making some bets with people whenever I'm working, and I didn't even know what the spread was, and I was taking Georgia, <laughs> <laughs> and it was three points. That's taking money. Uh, I will say, shout out to LSU for covering that money line. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, I think Georgia learned their lesson from last year, and they're like finish strong. I guess we'll show up to the Sugar try. Bowl. Try, yeah. We didn't try last year's Sugar Bowl. Let's try it in this year's Sugar Bowl, mm-hmm. and it shows. And y- you know, you hate to see it. You, now, you hate to see. Well, it. we see ha- now we lose. have another off season of the same teams being like, oh, uh, will Oregon be competing next year? Or- will Georgia? Will Texas? Now, you know, and Georgia's gonna do the same stupid thing they did last year. These are the four best teams to play. Well, here's an idea, Georgia. Win. Win a football Don't game. Don't lose to South Carolina. Win, right. win your conference. Control your fate. Win, win. Just win the SEC title. I get it's hard. <laughs> all you got to do. All, I know it's hard. Yeah, I know it's hard to beat LSU or Alabama. But if you just win that game, you're in. Why don't you see if the ACC's got an open seat? <laughs> or I hear it's easier over or there. Or better yet, you win the conference and then you still lose. <laughs> The championship game when you had a double-digit lead. Right. 
Stop it, Georgia. At least they they showed up, and I guess Alabama showed up too. I guess Oregon did. And how about that? That was a great game. That was a, yeah. That was fun. That was a great game. I had the I had Wisconsin covering minus three because I thought they were going to ground and pound and run on them. But um, shout out Justin Herbert and the Ducks. Three rushing touchdowns. Yeah. That I think was that was a weird game because Oregon comes out big drive, and then the ensuing kickoff, Wisconsin says no, nah, takes it all the way back, and then Wisconsin kind of dominated the, the first half. But yeah, this it, Oregon's defense won this game for them because they got a big turnover late to get the touchdown. But. Teams from Wisconsin in football are known for dominant first halves and then letting off <laughs> the gas and uh, losing. Another stat from this game, uh, yes, uh, Justin Herbert had the three rushing touchdowns. Uh, the last four times that Wisconsin's been in the Rose Bowl, they have been 0-4. The last four times they've been in the Big Ten Championship, they've been 0-4. So it's crazy to think that they've been so good and then they always like slip up at the it's end. Because they're very one-dimensional. And when you take on teams... When are they? They, they are. They are, they, aren't they? Yeah. Name one they, Wisconsin quarterback. Russell best. Wilson. Other than Russell Wilson. And they won. I'm pretty sure. Didn't they win? Yeah, I they won. He, no, they win? got beat by Michigan State. Never mind. Yeah. They got beat. But anyway, they've been – they're just – when Jonathan Taylor when Jonathan Taylor doesn't run or Melvin Gordon, you know, they've had some great running backs, but when they don't run for 200 yards, they can't win. They are the northern – they are the Union States, Georgia, where – is this the year? Will they be able to break – free from the dominant teams in the other division of their conference and make it this year. They are the Georgia of the North. But then they'll do it, and they'll slip up in the championship game. Like they, It's a Georgia thing. <laughs> they've, beat, like, they've beaten Ohio State before. I, I can't remember if it's been recent. But they've beaten, Iowa, they've beaten Ohio State, and they've, that's, a, that's another thing. They're 0-4 in the last four uh, Big Ten championships they've been in. But that's still impressive that they've been in – that many, and then there's there's more when they won. They've won the Big Ten, so it, it's it's just it's not that I don't. They didn't play poorly either. It was a good football game all around, and it's I think Oregon beat them both times. I think the last two times they played Oregon in the Rose Bowl, they've lost, and and I think it it's a little bit of speed too. And, and I think Oregon is Oregon is big and physical, just like they are. I mean, you watch Oregon play; they are. They're about as physical as it gets. Give their quarterback like, three rushing touchdowns. I mean, they have they have the best He's stiff-armed a dude. They too, have the best left tackle in the country. They had, you know they won the he won the Outland Trophy for best offensive lineman. They have their other four. I mean, they are they are loaded, and their head coach is an offensive lineman who that's all he that's all he teaches. Like yeah, they're big time and they, they're physical. That's why they pounded Utah and they but pounded Wisconsin. Say, they that's how they beat Utah. Yep. yep. And and that's the thing too. It's it's it. I think people have too much of an identity of Ch- the Chip Kelly era, because I'm pretty sure the guy that replaced him was there from. He was a holdover from that staff. Uh, people are confused with that, but they think it's all speed. You know, Brandon said it perfectly. Oregon's very physical, and they showed it in the Rose Bowl. If Offense only and defensive line. If only they could have beat the beat Herm Edwards. They could, or they, they finished could, out Auburn. Play to win the game. They could just they, play to win the game. They could possibly be playing LSU or Clemson. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, a Big Ten team that showed up even less than Wisconsin for a full game. Michigan, man, it's it's going to be next year. Next year's going to be the Harbaugh hot seat year. Really? I think I think yeah. we're there. 
I think we're this, there. This was competitive for a I little l- bit. I love how <laughs> the <laughs> Wolverine's Barstool account tweets. Which should just be El Presidente because he's a Michigan. Oh, is he? It, uh, it was well, the. I know it's not him. It was the official Barstool account of the Wolverine. You know, no, no. Um, said Alabama could have taken a knee there yeah. <laughs> at the end of the game. <laughs> I was like, wow. Is that where you're at? Michigan is a is a fan base that's that you come a long way from August. I think it's funny because as a, as a and this is me shoehorning in Nebraska to the show, uh, as because they're they don't have a bowl game to talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. It's like Michigan is this is a more six and I'm not is a more successful version of what Nebraska fans deal with, where it's like they'll actually win. Michigan will win games and get bowl games, but Nebraska's had national success. Yeah. When was Michigan's last national championship? Same time as Nebraska, 97. Oh, was it? One of those split ones. Oh, it's a shared one, so they didn't play for a definitive... Huh. <laughs> Weird. You know, your I'm just getting daggers from Jake right <laughs> you now. You know your team doesn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have played in the same number of national championship titled games as Nebraska. That's not true. That's zero. That's not true. That's not true. We're not getting into this. <laughs> We're not doing this today. Um, but I, my, my, my explanation for that is is where Michigan, it seems like any time they lose, it's big. Or it's the Michigan Twitter is so angry all the time. with, with It's like immediately like sky's falling. It's very similar to Husker fans and Nebraska Twitter. You can say that about any fan base, but I feel like it's really amplified with Michigan. And I'm like, hey, you know, at least you're not four and eight and five and seven. At least you have a bowl game. <laughs> yeah, but they expected so much more with Harbaugh. I, he came in with. And I'm he shocked. Came in so brash. I'm, I'm shocked. I didn't think Michigan was gonna win. Well, they were. Or they no, were I very successful I, the first year. Yeah, and the he would year. he would talk smack about Urban Meyer. I think okay. I I did pick Michigan to win this game because I thought that. Saban didn't care, and because when I, ten and two is a disappointing season for Nick Saban, so I thought he was just like what he did a couple of years ago with uh, Oklahoma and the Sugar Bowl, where they they got whooped. But it gives him an excuse to yell at his players. If they win, then he can't yell at yeah, them. So I, I thought they were going to come in with low energy and not care. Didn't think that would happen on the Michigan side, <laughs> but it was competitive for a half. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I. I is surprised to me the biggest surprise was Minnesota beating Auburn. How about that? That's crazy. The boat made it through the season. I mean, and Auburn had a good season. They played tough every game. They had a hell of a schedule. I'm just, I'm just saying, Minnesota did win 11 games, so I was kind of right about them being for real. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give it to you with this bowl win. <laughs> yeah, I will. I if will say that. They lost this game. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't believe in PJ Fleck. But the fact that they played a good Auburn team, a Good SEC team and hung with them. I mean, it was back and this, forth. This game was honestly not even that close. I didn't think it was even seven point game. I thought. I mean, Minnesota got. I don't. I. I don't know if you guys saw the touchdown. That, that one handed catch. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not sure if that was an actual touchdown. But look like we'll move on from there. <laughs> but I mean, Minnesota. Auburn gets a kick return touchdown. I mean, this game is fourteen point game. Really. I mean. Yeah, so kind of dominated. Yeah. Uh-huh. Auburn had big plays on on special teams and defense, but yeah, I was I was surprised by how well Minnesota played, and because I was I thought they were going to do what Utah did in the Alamo Bowl, where it was going to be they 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 wait they had their big moment in the season beating Penn State, and then when they after they lost to Iowa, I thought it was 
They're going to go downhill because they lose Iowa. They lose Wisconsin. They rebounded, though, and ended strong. So yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see what, what comes from Fleck in the future if he builds off of this well. It benefits. Or if he just leapfrogs to a bigger school because, I mean, there's going to be – I think there's going to be places open because what if Lincoln why Riley the, why would you leave the takes Big Ten? another job? Why would you leave the Big Ten? You're in a big conference. Mm-hmm. Granted, you're going to be having, like, if you want to win the conference, you're going to have to beat Ohio State. I'm not even going to say Michigan. You're going to have to beat Ohio State. You're still going to have to beat Iowa and Wisconsin. And then, you know, maybe maybe there's a sneaky team like an Illinois or Purdue or Northwestern or if, Nebraska. If I'm Lynn Swan, because I think he's still the AD at USC. I'm, I, I don't know if he still is, but I know he was. He's not. Um, I'm, I'm not the first to hear to say, to, to say that. <laughs> I'm the first to hear me say that. Um, if I was whoever the USC AD no is now, there's no way PJ Flex going to USC. If Stop they, uh, who's another candidate for a big time job Mike. in college football? I don't know. That's you, a good, that's you, a good point. You look at the mid level guys having sustained success. You look at what, um, uh, oh, what's his name at Baylor has done. Matt Rule. Rule. Thank you. Uh, um, that has been that turned down. Great story. Turned down the Browns because they wanted to meet with them. Nobody wants to coach for the Browns. They met with Mike McCarthy. (laughs) They just fired their GM, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Surprising no one. I don't see P.J. Fleck at Minnesota in 2025. Unbutton my pants there. (laughs) (laughs) For that big take. Yeah. (laughs) Had to swallow that one. (laughs) No, I don't buy it. Okay, we'll see. That's why would he again? Why would he leave? It's in the Big Ten. Because it's the best conference in because the, in college your pipe, because your pipeline, your booster money, the size of your stadium, your fan base, the your only, salary. The only way I could see him leaving is to go to a USC. USC, FSU, uh, FSU over Minnesota. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? Okay, you want to live? You want to live in Tallahassee in in December? I'd comparatively, take FIU man, South Beach. <laughs> That's a step down. We're talking about. I'm sorry, step I'm living in my my video game life. Uh, you know, I'm just such a great coach there, and four straight ten plus win seasons. I mean, what can I say? I'm at Old Dominion right now. Actually, <laughs> they have a nice alternate uniform. That's what sold me. The Grays. Yeah, the yeah. Grays. The Grays are nice. All right, <laughs> and now to the final four games. <laughs> LSU first. Man, Oklahoma plus 13 and a half. Should have taken that money, baby. Ouch. Had to bite that one. I just thought that they'd be able to hang. But Jalen Hurts couldn't, couldn't do it, and LSU does what they've done. It's a different monster. All season. And this is the game for people like me that have just, okay, LSU, yeah, they're playing good. Okay, but, you know, Alabama has a lot of headlines, and I'm looking at the Big Ten and the Big 12. Okay, LSU, yeah, okay, they're playing great. They have a great season. This was the eye-opener for me, where oh, yeah. are they the team that's head and shoulders above the rest this year? And, I, wow. Just that's, beginning I mean, to end. Yeah, that's what I mean. They, that's what I said when you, were, when you were talking about your spread last week. I see them, you know, jumping out, scoring three touchdowns quick in the fourth quarter, but it was the first quarter. I mean, they just jumped them. It was, what, 28-7 to seven first quarter? Like, it was something yeah, like that. I mean, it was they 28 just, to 7 in the first but quarter. Les Miles could never figure out how to do this. <laughs> well, he didn't but realize the, he could throw the ball. I really feel like the talent level is the same. They're still getting the, like, the Southern four- and five-star guys. But not quarterbacks. It's Joe Brady. Bro. Yeah, but it's the coordinator's Brady. Oh. Joe Brady and Joe Burrow, that, 
that connection is what changed this team. And this is just a reminder that Joe Burrow wanted to go to Nebraska. And Nebraska <laughs> yeah, uh, said the he's worst not good part enough. of that, they showed pictures. Yeah, because you can never predict crap like that. I'm sorry, you can't. And look, it was a bad he's call. Good to go to Ohio State. I mean, yeah. You know, it wasn't Frost. So. Four star son Frost of a coach. Frost didn't do it, so I'm okay with okay, it. Okay, there we go. As long as it's part of the last administration. Yeah, it was it was the Riley era. <laughs> um, no, but the the worst part of that is they're like, oh, look at Joe Burrow's childhood. He's wearing a Nebraska hat. That's the first shot you see, and I'm like, yes. oh my there's, god, yes. There's yeah. all this stuff of him <laughs> growing up, like around the the big red. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, well, that, okay. But Adrian Martinez was higher than him in the Heisman to start the season. So, you know, there's, there's Joe that. Joe Burrow. You have that going for you. <laughs> he's, he's putting on Cam Newton level of, like, when Cam Newton won his Heisman, it was unreal. It was, it was like nothing you could do to stop him. That was a force of nature season. And that's yeah, what we've Joe, seen that with Vince Young, you know, everyone. And that's in a while. what Joe Burrow is doing this year. And it, it did to Oklahoma. There was a, there was a play early on where he is running out of bounds, gets hit, and still hits a receiver 20 yards down the field. Like, that's just unbelievable that, that he could have that, that composure and that presence to make those plays. And, you know, he just wasn't good enough to be a Husker. That's all I'm say. No, uh, what an incredible moment Josh, in the Heisman ceremony. Josh Jefferson, but yeah, with him, it, him, and Ed crying. It's hard to. Oh. Root, it's really. It would be really hard to root against Joe Burrow because it's such a great story. <clears throat> Go Big Red. Um, <laughs> it hurts me every time I have to think about it. Josh Jefferson, four touchdown catches in the first half. If you didn't know, he counted them for you every time he scored. You'd put up four finger, you three fingers. Four you know, you'd think they would have tried to cover, maybe. Yeah, maybe you switch something up there. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> so after the if, third one. If I'm being, <laughs> if I'm being honest, uh, Oklahoma was very depleted in the in the secondary, and that was their weakest part of their defense. And LSU knew that and exploited it. Surgical. <laughs> very much so. And um, I don't this. Not only the Big Twelve, but Oklahoma. Well, not only Oklahoma, but the Big Twelve. Need to reevaluate themselves. Underperform. Be- because if seven and five Texas winning the Alamo Bowl was your only win, you have to reevaluate yourself as a conference. Well, Utah was a good school. And I hate no, that's to, a good I hate win. To do that. I, oh. That's an impressive win. But man, that was, that was, man. It, I've never watched a game and like been physically worried about the other team. I'm like, somebody. Cause I, you're Can we check on Jalen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing that upsets me the most is I, I Jalen's story, but um, he'll it, be fine. It would have been, would it have been a top five story in the history of college football if Jalen would have taken Oklahoma to a well, championship? Well, I, I think year? he would be the first player to win a national championship with two different teams. Yeah. Cause I've never seen that before. No. Because the transfer portal didn't exist until, I don't know, a couple years ago. But I think it, it just would have been. The coolest, not revenge because he didn't play against Alabama, but just this, we would see it as a redemption story, you know, because he got benched, he transferred. And the crazy thing is everybody at Alabama loves him and wants to do right by him. You know, they they want him to succeed. It wasn't like he got into it with Saban um, about the starting role. He just kind of accepted where, where things were going and found what was best for him. Then I think that, Going to Oklahoma was what's best for Jalen this year. I think, 
Yeah, and it gets overshadowed because of the story of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow did so, like I said, had, has just had one of those seasons where it's unbelievable, and I think that's why he overshadowed Jalen because Jalen put up crazy numbers this year too. Yeah, but yeah. and there were just all of the the images of like the you know those those historic college football seasons. You get those glimpses like um, the Texas USC year. You know, it just felt like a collision course. Oh, this course. game is shaping up to and be. So, this national championship is the most excited I've been for a national championship in a long time. Oh, yeah. And this, it, I just wanted it with Jalen so bad because there's him with that little smirk after beating OU or after beating Texas. Um, with the hat? Yeah, with the big hat. And everybody's going crazy. And he's just, he's just got this face where he's like, he's happy, but he wants to work more. And then the Instagram of him just right back in the gym mm-hmm. and – I, I wanted it for him, but I'm He's very not, excited you know, I for this. think he has a chance to be an NFL quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Because the league is changing, and you're seeing guys like Lamar Jackson, and you're seeing and you like Russell Wilson, and you're seeing these guys that usually aren't your prototype quarterback in the NFL succeed. I think it, he, he's, he'll be successful. But we've got to talk about the best game of bowl season. Oh, yeah. I had Clemson, what was it, plus three, plus two and a half? Plus two. It was plus two. Oh, woo! That I remember after Clemson scored before halftime, I tweeted, "Inject this into my veins. I want this every year. This is what we need with the playoff every year, right? Because this game, man, you talk about emotional ride. <laughs> and if only if Clemson's defense isn't wasn't as good as it was, this would have been another blowout because this should have been twenty eight to nothing." And the fact that it was only 16 says a lot about Clemson's defense. The fact that that guy managed to chase down J.K. Dobbins oh, right. was impressive in and of itself. And that dude, and it looked, it reminded me, I got flashes of the first playoff when Ezekiel Elliott was running up and down the field on Alabama. And that's what I was seeing with this Clemson game, this game against Clemson. But, man, Trevor Lawrence is a winner, man. Like he he finds a way to win, and he was doing it with his legs. It's an X factor thing, and that's one of those. Twenty five and zero as a starter. Twenty nine. No, you might be right. Twenty five because he didn't. They won twenty nine in did, a row, though. Yeah, that's twenty nine straight win. He didn't start the beginning of last year. Yeah, last season. This but. is this is a game that makes you the top quarterback on the draft board, no matter what happens next year, because <laughs> he still he still has gotta a year. come back. He still has a year of mandatory. Uh, college play or mandatory non NFL play, I guess is how I should phrase that rule, which is stupid but understandable because sometimes there's guys that are definitely ready. You know, you think Joe Burrow would have been ready? No, yeah, I think Joe I mean. Burrow, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, there's uh, who is the uh, Adrian Peterson? Oh, he was quote ready. <laughs> saying, he said, I, I could have gone pro out of high school, but I understand that most people can't do that, and I understand why we have this rule. Yeah, but. there's a one, once in a generation you have a guy like that that's just... Right. And it's, it's easier with quarterbacks, but then we get these guys to the next level, Should've and they the fizzle out if they're not in the right position, and they get thrown into it too soon. And so that is why I think it is good for most... It's just, this. it's just really hard to justify throwing an 18-year-old kid in with a bunch of grown men in a very physical game. The NBA? But the NBA isn't like the NFL. If you watch an NBA D-League game, it is a weird mix of 19-year-old tryhards that are there from their franchise and 30-year-olds that have been in the D-League for 10 years just throwing elbows at these kids. <laughs> we, we don't talk about this enough, but I also think another X... I think Trevor Lawrence is definitely the X factor of uh, factor of this offense, but Travis Etienne 
had a run that should not have been a touchdown that was a touchdown where he gets stopped short by an Ohio State player. He literally grabs his hand and like does patty cake with him for a second. It looked like because he like literally was holding that defender's hand, throws him to the side, and then runs in and dives in the end zone. And then he does this, a similar thing at the end of the game. So there's just – because of that North Carolina game, people kind of writ, wrote them off early, and then Clemson continued to show this year just – Hey, there's a reason why this team has won 29 games. It's incredible. And I don't know who to pick. <laughs> I really don't. Because I thought Ohio State was going to end it, and I really thought that throughout that whole game. But then Clemson showed they're a winner. And I'm ready to think that Clemson's going to be the new – Clemson's the dynasty now. It's not Alabama anymore. I think it's Clemson. We will have a, a deep dive with our predictions – Next also, week, it'll be a part of the primetime picks. Why isn't it Monday? We have why do a, we have to wait another yeah, we week? We have a two-week separation, uh, like the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that is the College Bowl recap for right now. We have some more Bowl Mania. There's a few more games. One of them in my picks for this week. Easy money, I'm telling uh, you. I will say the Birmingham Bowl wrapped up before we recorded, and we all picked Cincinnati to win that one. So we all have another point. So uh, right now the standings are 19 and 17 for Paul, 18 and 18 for me, 23 and 13 for Brandon. Running away with it. I don't care. I'm just in it to beat you. I'm <laughs> I'm playing for second place. He <laughs> um, went four and zero on a uh, New Year's Day. It's a good record, Brandon. Because I had to, I had to pick Michigan. I'm an idiot. Uh, last note for college football, next week we will also have Tua's decision. I think he said the sixth. He sent out a tweet of when that will be. So we will know if he's Stop playing. Back. We know what you're doing, Tua. Come on. I, you know, I think that more quarterbacks are being savvy of understanding college is the sweet life and the NFL is actually a, a, a job and a career. And if you, get, if you get a year, like maybe you don't want to go to Cincinnati, you know? I still love the image of Joe Burrow with the Bengals helmet. And so think, the look on his face like, I oh, think God. Justin Herbert could have been a super high draft pick last year, and I think more quarterbacks are being savvy yeah, about it. Yeah, benefited saying, him. Yeah, to come back and say, but I, if it, I'm Tua, I'm not risking it. He controls his destiny. Why more, risk though? it if you're Tua? You've already been hurt twice, maybe even three times, if I remember correctly. Anyway. That's a good point. And on to the NFL. From last week, week 17. Man, a lot of weird stuff going on. Ravens still won over the Steelers. Yeah, I was uh, surprised. Cause we all, didn't we all pick the Steelers? We all picked the Steelers, we knew yes. The I actually went 0-5 last week. Outstanding. Fraud. 5-0 and 0 to 0-5. <laughs> it's like a Jameis Winston story. It is. It is a Jameis Winston story. Uh, the Ravens, team high 14 regular season wins. Going into the playoffs strong, get a bye. Well, they won twelve in a row. Yeah, no. something like that. And then um, I think that was the case of Bills not giving a crap because they already knew they were in the playoffs. They, they already knew their seed. Losing to the Jets, thirteen six. Yeah, they're like, whatever. We're already in. We I'm know our sure seed. Josh Allen only played one series. Just I think he played one series. So yeah. yeah. That along with um, Jets ending the season six of eight. Uh, they're such a weird, enigmatic team to me right now because. It feels like they are trying to find the identity of the future, but I just don't see Gase being there long. I don't either, but... I'm rich. (laughs) (laughs) 
F you, I'm rich. But I, that's the thing. I want to see a healthy Darnold for an entire season and see what he can do because the, he's had moments where it's it's he's really they've rallied behind him and had great. He has played well, but then there's times like you said, it, they're so up and down. Right, they're so up and down. It's weird. Well, you knew they had you knew they had a lot of talent. I mean, of those you know five or six teams that were competing for that number one draft pick for the first ten games of the season. The Jets were undoubtedly the most talented. Right, the one where you're like, we where, expected why, some why more. Are, yeah, why yeah. are you down here? Yep, and it could, and that could be contributed to Darnold's mono. Yeah, and then he comes back, and they finish six of eight. You know, so I I expect I'm gonna buy them again next year because I expect uh, more again from the Jets, uh, but we'll see in the fall because their season is done. Saints and Panthers. Saints 42-10 over the Panthers, 11 games with 30-plus points this season. You guys see my two typos in the NFL? Yeah, 30-plus wins this yeah. season. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, an NBA team? A bad NBA I was, team? I was confused. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the NFC South runs through New Orleans. That's nothing new. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 been that way the past few years, and yep. I mean, even more than that, there was the really good year the Falcons had. There was Cam Newton's Super Bowl year, but besides that, and even in those years, Saints are always competing very hard. The Saints still made the playoffs probably both those years. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know, they even they make the playoffs. It seems like they're in it every year. You know, they they were the with the the five seed and lost in Seattle for Beast Quake, and this whole decade since then they've. They were seven and nine. They've been a perennial contender and won a Super Bowl. No, they oh, won the O nine Super Bowl. Excuse me. Yeah. Is that it? They won 09. 2010. 2010 Super Bowl, two thousand nine yeah. season. The year before Aaron Rodgers or the Green Bay Super Bowl. Yeah. So okay, 09. yeah, yeah. So he beat Peyton Manning. So so we're both right. Two touchdowns. Panthers need a little direction. I, I is there a team with more questions than the Panthers right now? Head Who's coach their and quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, the the two biggest questions that you can really have as just, a team, the Panthers have right now. Just stop. We're just going to line them up, and we're going to have Christian McCaffrey be quarterback, and he's just going to throw the ball to himself. Wildcat. Wildcat with McCaffrey. And he'll just throw it to himself. Yes, I think Hugh Jackson likes running the Wildcat. He is available. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Riverboat Ron landed on his feet. He ended up in uh, would D.C. You, would you call that landing on your feet? <laughs> he has to inherit a real bad situation. I'm serious, <laughs> though. Like, the Browns at least have some talent. Yeah, but they're undisciplined. And you want to go to the Redskins? Yes, the Redskins have a terrible owner and a terrible GM. The Redskins, but... an organization currently in arbitration with one of their players for denying he had cancer. <laughs> that, that's the franchise we're talking about. It'll be different with Riverboat Ron. Get past there. the whole Redskins name thing. This is, <laughs> this is a despicable... Ownership. Ron will change it. Ron will <laughs> yeah. fix it. You know what? He's an outstanding guy from everything everybody says. He's a, he's a man that makes other men around him better, and hopefully he does change culture in D.C. He made – he helped make Cam Newton a legitimate NFL quarterback. I thought you were going to say likable. <laughs> well, but, you know, and he – you know what I mean by that? Like he – like Cam said, he let him be himself, and he believed in a kid – that I don't think a lot of NFL scouts did. And he he's always been, from what I've seen, a class act. He went number one overall. Yeah, he went number one overall. But 
That so doesn't, did, mean so other, did, that doesn't mean the 15 teams behind them were going to draft yeah, them, though, either. So did, so did Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So yeah. did Baker Mayfield. So, I mean... But so did Alex Smith. <laughs> uh, praise be that he did. <laughs> <laughs> if only his legs worked. In other and games, well, we're talking about the Redskins. They lost to the Cowboys 47-16. Cowboys, wow, where has this been all year? Like, seriously. I think you're glossing over the fact that the Browns lost by 10 points to a Bengals team. The Bengals cared about one game, and the Browns have given up. Their coach is fired. They have a worse season than last year because last year they were 6-9-1. and 7-8-1. and one. Seven, eight and one. Excuse me. Thank you. 7-8-1 and eight and, one and are now 6-10. <laughs> and ten. By the way, Paul was right. Oh, oh, is that where we were going with that? I didn't. Okay. Anyway, didn't think of that. Um, Cowboys. To the yeah, no more Browns talk. We were done with them until they. Browns season's over, so we're done talking. We about will it. have a. We will have a ton of off-season content for you from the Browns when somebody speaks out and when they hire McCarthy and Brandon and I just make fun of that to no end. And then we find out where OBJ ends up because he's not going to be in Cleveland next year. They will not have him or Jarvis, one of the two, I think, yeah. will be gone. Anyway, to the Cowboys, Cowboys. Missed the playoffs because the Eagles won this week. Jason Garrett, will he be there next year? I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? No, there's no chance. No, yeah. Jerry Jones. But why are they being? If Jerry Jones wants any respect from any team in the NFL, he has to be gone. But why are they being so? Because his contract is expiring anyway, and they don't want to fire him because he's a yes. that's their that's their guy. I think they're really holding it close to the chest until Jerry figures out who would actually take the job. Well, that's the thing. Why there's, are we? What is Jason Garrett? They've only made the playoffs three times. In the and last they've 10 been years, one and done each time. And they time. haven't won a single game. I saw a tweet of the list of players in their prime for the Cowboys over the last 10 years during Jason Garrett's tenure. Let's start with Witten and then go to the people, you know, well, Dez, Zeke, Romo. Dak, Romo's years where he was actually a smart quarterback, you know, in his later years when he was actually a very cerebral quarterback. I and then you have the defensive guys. You have Sean Lee, uh, Van Der Esch, um, Oh, who's the corner that they took with the fourth pick overall? Eli Apple? No. Um, no, Eli Apple. The guy with the low from LSU. He had the lowest Wonderlick score in the history of the Wonderlick. <laughs> I'll, what I'll never what? remember it. What you... He had the lowest graded draft <laughs> test score ever. Um, and he was a corner from LSU. But they had him. They have Demarcus Lawrence and all these guys that just DeMarcus the talent. It, it, Tyrone Smith. The, the the greatest offensive I would line say, of the I, decade. I would say Randy Gregory, but he was too high. Yeah, no, no. Get cut off it. the weed. Cut it, cut it. No, no, we don't even talk about him. He's a dirty MMA fighter. Hey, he was a he's a Nebraska player. But expect <laughs> I, ex I expect the Cowboys. I can't think of anything yeah, nice yeah, to say. Yeah, so say he's a Nebraska player. Still not nice. Are you thinking of Greg Hardy? Who's the M is Randy he Gregory? He also played for Dallas. Is Randy Gregory? They're both like They're both MMA old. guys. No, which one? Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory the MMA guy, was the he? pot guy. No, Greg Hardy's the oh, he's the Kraken. He's the MMA fighter. Greg Hardy's the the one that horrible human being that should have never that played. The one that threw his girlfriend on the bed of guns. Yes, the horrible human being. <laughs> How dare you say that about Randy Gregory? <laughs> Excuse me, he was only just a fan of marijuana and yes. not yes, <laughs> and not he was not his girlfriend on a bed of guns. Yes, he was not a domestic abuser. No. <laughs> How could you? 
if you listen to this, the slander that is coming personal, out of your mouth. Personal apology. <laughs> yes. We also yeah. We don't want to make light of that either. But I want to see big things from the Cowboys. They still have a very why? talented roster. It's more I, fun to hate them. Why? I expect them to win their division next year. This is not a good Eagles team that made the playoffs. These Eagles are at a weird good spot. Good enough to beat the Cowboys. So that's not saying a lot. <laughs> I mean, who takes the job, though? Is it Urban Meyer? Is it Lincoln Riley? Is it? I don't see a college coach taking this job because college coaches like the autonomy that Lincoln they Riley's have. not leaving Oklahoma for Dallas. I understand the sex appeal of the Dallas Cowboys, but I just, I don't, I think Lincoln Riley really likes his situation with Oklahoma, so I don't see him leaving. And I honestly don't think Urban Meyer wants to go back to coaching. I really don't. I think he would have taken the USC I mean, job. this is the time frame for him to come back, you know, because he's got to have his excuse to come back. Right. So this is usually the time frame. But I don't know. I don't know, Brandon. Who, who's coaching the Cowboys? Who would want that job? Who knows? Maybe Kellen Moore. I wouldn't. I think Kellen Moore is, is a high floor, not that bad of a worst-case scenario option. I would not. I'm. I would not want to work for Jerry Jones. I don't care how much money. Well, he, he already threw. does. <laughs> no, no, I know. But if if I'm talking about if I was an outside person trying to get that job, I would not want it. Because well, Jason Garrett was already a part of the organization. Yeah. When he got my the point job. is Jerry Jones only wants people that will be yes men to him. That's all he wants. And so you got to think of the guys that aren't firebrands. And that's what that's why I think Kellen Moore is a good answer because Kellen Moore will be a yes man to Jerry. Why Jones. Why aren't they talking to McCarthy? Because he's going to go to he's going to Cleveland. <laughs> Would you take Cleveland over Dallas? About the same. Yeah, I, same. you got to weigh it. Yeah, you got to weigh that. I, mean, I think I would take Dallas over Cleveland. On, I mean, like talent level, it's pretty. I think pretty comparable. Cowboys are poised. Who would want to live in Cleveland? Is the thing. I'd rather live in da- Arlington than Cleveland. Yeah, Cowboys are poised to make a run. Cleveland is not. Cowboys are not. Oh, please. How many times have we said that this is going to be the year the Cowboys are going to do it? Dak played way above. They have we elite expected. talent at every level Zeke. of the field, both sides. They, the Cowboys are the most overrated team in the NFL. They come on, come on. They have been held back by coaching. You know who they are? They are the Notre Dame of the NFL. Always wow. overrated. Wow, that's burning, burning hot. You know what's really funny is uh, I don't think you're wrong. I think the Cowboys are actually a really talented team. I just hate them. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to hate them. Moving on to we have the two NFC North games to end the season. First up, some Go Pack Go. I took the over for this game at 43 and pushed it because it was 23-20. to 20. Man, talk about a lame duck way to end your season. Oh, my gosh. And the Lions go out to a quick early score. I was a little nervous because it took the Packers. Like, you know, the Packers in this game were like Clemson on the season. A diesel diesel engine that got rolling later on and barely eked it out. (laughs) Brandon, what did you see from the final regular season game? I mean, just good to get it over with, get your rest, get on to the— Lock up the two seed. I mean, that was important. Mm Mm-hmm. That's about all. That's about all you can really take from it. Yeah. Just no one got hurt. Uh, well, we'll see. I guess Balaga and Lindsley are two of our starting linemen. Always so we'll put Balaga on the injured list. Yes. Assume he's on the injured list in the playoff time. Just he's already gotten there. And so it's just is he if there's an out 
uh, doubtful or a listed next to his name because he's going to be there. <laughs> so we'll just yeah. I mean, get your week week off. Find something. Find some something between the receivers and Rodgers, and then go from there. And being the two seed, that means that the the likely matchup for the Packers would be the Saints if the Saints win automatically. And so looking ahead, we have to think about who we're cheering for wild card weekend. That's another thing, too, is I'm not saying the Packers are a bad team. I just think they're the I think they're the weaker of the situational advantages that the Packers <laughs> have taken care of this well, year. Well, that's what I mean. Is like the Packers are not a bad football team, but the NFC is just so deep and so good. I don't know, even know. Like I don't, I don't know how they would fare in this situation. I think the advantage absolutely is Lambeau because it's a, it's it's a, an environment you do not want to play in in the playoffs. Right. Le- regular season, let alone the playoffs when it's cold. But uh, Lions, man, they're pesky. So for this me, is how it always goes. Last, I mean, week seventeen against the Lions. That's the thing. Packers lose me, that game. Right. They're probably five hundred in that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, I mean, the Lions organization circles the Green Bay games. Because in a six and ten season, that means a lot to the upper peninsula people of <laughs> Michigan. This is the series that decides ownership of the upper it peninsula. Mean, it it m- belongs to Wisconsin this year, if I'm correct. It means a lot to little brother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is that's the uh, you know. The, they are come on, they're no, totally little no, brother. No, they're they're the they're the the little little toddler that you cheer for because they're not a threat. The little brother, the fan base that gets riled, the Vikings is the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. You 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 tell them to look in that zero and four trophy case, and they take it way seriously. Or yeah, a couple years ago, that was their year, man. And then they get demolished by Nick Foles. And so, who are we? Who are, as Packer fans? We'll keep this in a in a part of Go Pack Go before looking forward, Brandon. Who are we cheering for in Wild Card Weekend? I mean, obviously the Saints are the. Toughest matchup. I think they can. I, I think they can handle anybody, though. I really, I don't. I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot. I think we're not going to face the Vikings. So I mean, if you want to play somebody, Philly already beat Green Bay in Lambeau. I mean, so I mean, right? Yeah, bad Eagles team. Yes, yes. See, you got Seattle. Who <laughs> hate to see it? Seattle is in the kind of a same, similar situation as Green Bay, where they've been in those tight games all year long. Mm-hmm. So I'm cheering for Seattle and New Orleans. Because in that combination, then Seattle would go to San Francisco where they can win. Because I don't want the Packers to go back to Levi Stadium. I want the divisional and then the conference championship to have to come through Lambeau. Because all these other teams are domes and decent weather. You know, besides the the rain of Seattle. I'm, so I want the Seahawks to go to um, the 49ers. I think that's what's most important for me in this first weekend. What would you say? Well, if you want them to, then you need Saints to win. Correct, yeah. Also, can I, can I ask, uh, how did it feel to root for Jimmy G and the 49ers after you spent weeks trying to tell me that they weren't a good team? I was rooting for the, Sa- for the Seahawks. No one was rooting for the 49ers. Nobody wanted the Niners. Come on, dude. If the Niners... No, but you got the, seed, you got the second seed because Seattle lost. No, we no, got the, se- we we got got the, the second seed because they lost. We got the first seed if they would have won. Oh, I got you. Yes, got yes. You. So, so we locked up the two seed 
with, or the one with, by with, beating Detroit. Correct. And then, okay. And then the one was up for grabs because then Seattle would have been the three and New Orleans would have been the two. So really, New Orleans got shafted. It doesn't matter. The Niners are going to beat you guys in the playoffs anyway. I just wish they had to come to Lambeau. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. And our other Who NFL knows, games. Man. NFC's wide open in the playoffs. The other NFC North game we had Bears over the Vikings. The Vikings made the playoffs, didn't yeah, care. Didn't Dalvin care. Cook was out. They couldn't really change their position. I don't think they could change their position. I think they were they were six no matter what because the NFC West is so strong. Wait, well, Seattle that, Seattle had beaten them and the 49ers would have had a better record. So did you, right. did, did did Mike Nagy did, really try to call himself quote PhD in QB? No, no, no this didn't was say that. this was Ryan Pace about Mike Nagy. Oh. Yes, yes. That is a quote. That is a direct quote that Ryan Pace said Trubisky will be the 2020 starter and that Nagy has a Ph.D. in quarterback development. I'm just going to let that sit. Yeah, we're, we're just going <laughs> to. Well, he has had over 3,000 yards past two seasons. I, I will say he'd gotten better towards the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm just saying there's quarterbacks available. There will be. Not all heroes wear capes. They have beards. Fitz Magic helping out the Kansas City Chiefs in the last game of the season. What? <laughs> you couldn't script a better Fitz Magic ending to the Dolphins season. You were like, you know what? Halfway through, let's stop trying to tank. Let's there, just see where this goes. It's their annual win over the Patriots. Yes. And they do get it's one like, every year. It's like the Lions. They mm-hmm. got to get the, the one win. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yep, the Lions have have a contractual obligation where they get one win over whoever wins the NFC North. But it's always <laughs> it's always when it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and here we are with the Dolphins getting their win over the Patriots for when this it doesn't year. matter. Last year it was Gronkowski falling down on a wicked run as time expired, and this year it's so magic. Usually it's in my down in Miami, not up in Foxborough yeah. like this was. Yeah. Uh, did the Patriots care? I mean, this lost no. them a bye game, though. No, I think I, this loss is going to hurt them a lot. No, I, I think it will. It's a having big deal. to go to Kansas City is going to be disastrous I, with this with I'm this team because this team is nowhere near as good as last year's team on offense to where they can compete with no. what Patrick Mahomes and them can do. And how happy are the Bills now and the other uh, NFC? Or the AFC teams like the I, the Titans already beat Kansas City once this year. This is what bothers me about Belichick and Brady. This is the year where they are not the feared team in the playoffs. They are the team that you do, like. They got a great record, but you got to keep in mind most of those wins are not against not very good football teams. This is the first time the New England Patriots have played a wild card game. Since 2009. Oh my god! And that's what bothers me. I still. And that was when they missed the playoffs. What kind of a what kind of a ridiculous snump, like stat is that? They have been a top two seed and, in but, the conference and, for ten years. And that's the thing that bothers me. This to me makes them the most dangerous team right now in the AFC. But at the same time, they don't have an offense. They don't have anything offensively. They have a really good defense. They have their gimmicks, and they have three running backs. Yeah, but they got nothing offensively. Unleash Nikhil Harry is what needs to happen. When Tom Brady had more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns against the Giants this season, 
that's when I knew that this this team was in trouble offensively. They need to find out. They need to find more ways to get the ball into Harry's hands where he can create space and break a tackle because we've seen him for weeks be able to hit the end around and do other gimmicks. And I think they need to utilize him more because he might be the second best athlete Tom Brady's ever had at receiver besides Randy Moss. <sighs> that team should not be that dominant. All right. <laughs> We need a break. We, well, we got to get the government in. It looks like we, it's happening. We got to break up the New England Patriots. Disperse them. Another AFC game with big implications. Titans over the Texans, 35-14. Titans clinched their playoff. This was a playoff game for them. And the Texans, they, they just this, this is the two-week stretch where they choke every year, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're going to lose in, in next Saturday, which is the, the Texans' home field special, the Saturday S- afternoon. Spoiler Special. alert, I'm going to take the Bills in that one. Yeah, yeah, no way. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm imp- it's, it's crazy to think, it's, it's almost like a, uh, a Nick Foles situation where he was underachieving in one team and then he got with the Eagles, and yes, he was the backup, but when he did play, he played the best he's ever played in his career. It, it, that's what it looks like with Tannehill. Yeah, exactly. He's playing unbelievably. So what do you do with him and Mariota next year? Oh, he's the season? starter. He's got to be the starter next and year. Tannehill's, Tannehill's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Statistically. He's just been stuck in Miami purgatory <laughs> with the Dolphins. So it, it's it's it, I, I was turned into a believer of Ryan Tannehill the first week when he played the Chiefs, and he managed to beat the Chiefs. I'm more of a believer in Derrick Henry because I think that he makes Derek, things a lot Derek, easier yeah, for Dan Hill. It, it helps to have a security blanket. Who has been a better running back over the second half of the season? Well, he led the league in yards by about two or 300, and he missed a game. Yeah. So yeah. take that as you may. <laughs> he's, he's turning into the superhuman behemoth that we thought he was going to be because it was kind of he was stuck behind uh, – was um. The one that he towered over, the little running back. Yeah, the, <laughs> they were splitting with Deion Lewis for a while. He's still there. Before that, the from the Eagles and the Cowboys and the oh, Demarco Murray. Yeah, Demarco, yeah, DeMarco Murray, Murray. Thank you. So yeah, I was surprised that they drafted him when they had Demarco Murray on the team, and now he's just well, DeMarco, flourishing. Demarco Murray was also a product of the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. That's true. Ah <laughs> uh, man, can we got? Can we talk about something? Positive, and then we'll get into something a little negative. Okay, something positive. Sack Barrett. You may refer to him as Shaq Barrett, but I will refer to him as Sack Barrett, and I don't care what anyone says. I think he should be considered to be the NFC Defensive Player of the Year because he had 19 and a half sacks with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay? Sack leader. Well, it's probably easy when your defense is on the field so often because of the 30 interceptions by Jameis Winston. Solid point. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, you know, Iowa State in the early aught. Is it aughts? Is that what we said? Yeah, we're in the, tw- we're in the 20s. We're now. in the roaring 20s. Yes. But in the aughts, Iowa State had multiple seasons where one of our linebackers led the Big 12 in tackles. And guess why that is? It's because we were a three-win team <laughs> when our defense, what? it was a constant three and outs. <laughs> Shaq Barrett was a game changer when he was on the field. He not only did did he have nineteen and a half sacks, he had interceptions, he had strip sacks, he was out of his mind, and Tampa Bay needs to sign him a big fat check. I would love to see a pie sh- a pie chart 
with the percentage of times that the Tampa Bay offense and defense were on the field for their games. Uh, for 60 minutes but that, but, times 16 games. But that's the thing. They also had a lot of defensive touchdowns this year because they were on so much. They were getting scooping scores and pick sixes. So, uh, I don't know. It was a weird... Product to the e- environment. Weird year to be a uh, bucket. There's something player. in the air. Yeah. Now, there. <laughs> I'm not... Look, I'm taking the mic. Taking the mic out of the stand because I want to get serious. I want to talk about record-breaking seasons. Now, Shaq famous, Barrett, famous Jameis. Shaq Barrett had a a franchise record-breaking season, but Jameis Winston, the one and only Mr. Crab Legs himself, had a an amazing year, and I think he should have a thirty for thirty because he had thirty for thirty. He had thirty touchdowns. Thirty for thirty tweeted about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then I retweeted it because it said, what if I told you? <laughs> and it was 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. What a perfect end to the season for him by throwing a pick six we didn't in th- overtime. We didn't think he'd be able to do it, and he pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember saying like a month ago, I don't know, think he'll be able to do it, and Brandon saying, have faith, he will. Anything is possible. With 30 James, interceptions. And he goes out and throws four. And I love the fact that Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians was straight honest. And no, I appreciate it, dude. He's on. I I swear this is what happened. He's on the sideline. He says, "I'm trying to hit the the early bird special at Red Lobster before it's done. We're going to overtime. This season's over. I'm just gonna call a slant. He's gonna get it picked, and we can go home. I'm gonna just worry. <laughs> Work to perfection, genius Bruce Arians. Let's go home and worry about next year. I'm done." <laughs> And now, now you got Bruce Arians come out, and there's like, there's a lot of good, but there's a lot of garbage. They're like, I, that's not a direct quote. It was something almost as disparaging as that. And I'm like, well, I think that's the cleanest sentence he's ever said in his life. Yeah, he's he's a potty mouth coach. I guarantee, if he really could say it in a press conference, be like, yeah, he would probably have some four letter words. I I I don't know what to make of it. I and then Jameis, oh my god. Then Jameis goes and says, yeah, those happen, but I balled out. Look at my numbers. I'm like, but there's still 3-0 on your interception stat sheet. I get it. He had an amazing season numbers-wise. Like he, There's multiple games where he had over 400 yards and four touchdowns. I was like, well, it's maybe because you threw three interceptions and they had to throw the ball the whole game. I, You know, let's, let's end this positively. If Jameis figures it out, He's got the numbers through his first seasons that if he reduces his other numbers and has some team success, he's got a path to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> he broke a record. Let's, he still has a, a a better path than a lot of quarterbacks be, at his age. I think you just need to – If I, I don't see him leaving Tampa Bay. No, think, not this offseason. I think, I think he is, I, he's the best option because I do think he is, a, he is a pretty good quarterback. You, got, you just got to learn to live with the fact that he's going to throw – 15 to 20 interceptions every year, that, no matter what. You got to pressure him, though. Draft Justin Herbert and put him behind him. You got to give him an example. I don't know if because, Herbert will be able to fall that far. But you get what I'm saying? Jameis yeah. strikes me as a guy that needs to be pressured from behind to stay as good as he is, or else he's out stealing crab legs and grabbing at Uber drivers. Yeah, that's the to me. That's just some of the frustrating things. It's like he's he's a man child, and if I'm I'm just gonna exclude the character things because I think the the character things are inexcusable. But I'm just gonna for the sake of the argument, stat wise, 
uh, I, I yeah, that's the thing. Is he's that's and I've said it for weeks. That's the most frustrating thing about Jameis but the, Winston but is really, he's a very good quarterback, but he just he makes so many mistakes. Well, you can't have thirty interceptions. Thirty no, interceptions. No, you can't. That's unacceptable. Not, is not going to win games, but you can win games with twenty interceptions. Oh yeah, you really. Can't. I mean, Eli Brett Manning Favre Eli, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Eli Manning. <laughs> Eli Manning has done it many times too. Like. The fact that you keep mentioning Brett Favre with Jameis Winston, it they're always, very similar. The numbers, well, no, the yeah, numbers speak for themselves. Because Brett Favre had just as many interceptions as touchdowns. Like it, he threw but a lot not, of interceptions. Brett Favre Brett, never threw thirty. He would throw twenty 30. though. But that's what I'm saying. And he you yeah. would have had more touchdowns if he was playing today at at age twenty five. He wouldn't be throwing twenty eight touchdowns and twenty one interceptions. He'd be throwing thirty eight touchdowns and twenty one interceptions. So I, I do think that he would be utilized better I agree, today. I agree with you about drafting a quarterback, but that's that's kind of the issue that I've been thinking about. It's because Bruce Arians came into the situation because he wanted to work with Jameis, and he didn't necessarily want to work with a rookie quarterback. They need more defense. But Tampa Bay needs defense. They don't need offense. If Mariota walks. They have enough weapons. They've got Chris Godwin. They've got Mike Evans. They've, they've got Unless they want to get Howard. a running back, but they wouldn't get a running back. I wouldn't take a running back for them in right. the first round. Devin White was actually a good get. They've got, they've got some talent. Levante David, Devin White, uh, so Shaq see, Barrett. There's some talent there. You see, what, but, you, you see what Tampa Bay, they're the number one run defense in the league but they were the worst pass defense in the league. Oh, like, it's always been their secondary. That's you, always been their problem. So you, you see that they, they might be getting close when they're scoring a lot of points. Right. And they're stopping the run. That's important, you know. That, that's going to help you win a lot of games. That's why they won, it's just, they won what, seven games this year? Did anyone think they were going to win seven games? I know what it's like to be a fan of a team. Like I know what it's like to be a, a Jets fan or a Bills fan because it is so hard to win when – New Orleans is in your division. When you got Drew Brees and Sean Payton in your division, it is hard to win. <laughs> so hear me out. If Mariota walks and no one is offering him starter money, what is the downside of bringing in the guy drafted one spot behind Jameis and saying open competition? I've been saying get Nick Foles. <laughs> He, they, they there's moved, too much money locked yeah, in. Yeah, but they've Nick moved, Foles isn't going anywhere for two they, more years. But they've moved on. They've moved on. They went. They went with Gardner Minshew. Now I know there's just too much money in hand. If they, if he they did over, not, they, horrible. In you know hindsight's twenty twenty, but man, he got overpaid. I mean, I don't know. I don't that. think that Bridgewater will get as much as Foles. That's did. another thing. Go after Teddy Bridgewater. No, he's gonna get starter money. I'll take, I'll take, would you get rid of Jameis? Take Teddy. Take Teddy over Jameis. Don't get rid of Jameis yet. Jameis is not a lost cause yet. I agree. If he throws See, another listen 30. Listen to us. Listen to us. Look at that. I, I've been wanting Jameis gone since la- before last season. From the NFC South to the AFC South, I've set a reminder for myself for this time next year, guys, and just for you to get some free money too. Just an FYI, the Jaguars are 7-0 and when hosting in Week 17 in their franchise history. They've never lost at home in Week 17. I put money on the Colts. I did not know that stat beforehand, and it held true. (laughs) If I had known, I would not have done that. Exactly. And so I'm going to remember that one for next year, and that's really the only thing about this that matters, except for Doug Marone will keep his job. That's another interesting fact. Yeah. Surprising. Probably moving forward with Garner next year, or at least open competition. Do you really think Coughlin was the problem? I think that he, I get why they brought him in, but it just didn't work with the culture and the people that they already had there. You push out Ramsey, um, 
he was constantly fining Fournette, allegedly. It just seems like... He's, he showed up late to a team picture, so they find him. Yeah, and it, it, it just seems like the Coughlin era of NFL coaching is over. You know what I mean? Those coaches do not last anymore. You got to be super smart and innovative or a player's coach. Mm. And that's, that's kind of where we're at. We don't have the, the, the generals anymore. There is no Vince Lombardi. The closest thing left is Ron Rivera. Who is who was um, a linebacker for the '85 Bears under Buddy Ryan and um, Ditka. Ditka. And so I think he's the last kind of stoic, um, traditional coach that we have left. Mm-hmm. From that, a few other games: Broncos over the Raiders, and Drew Locke looks like the starter of the future. In and, Denver, uh, and got, only from that um, was it the Waka Flocka video? Yeah. You guys see that? Yeah, I was gonna say he's got a future rap career. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was out here. He's feeling it. Feeling it is a word to use. Yes, when you're doing hand motions while sitting on the bench, you are hyped. Hey, man, he's gonna you know. Yeah, I work for NASA. <laughs> <laughs> And, I was like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I thought I was, uh, like, it, it made me just really relate to him because I know his age is so close to ours that I was like, yeah, dude, that was one of my, like, gangster songs in, <laughs> in sophomore athletics that I was like, ooh, pump it. <laughs> You're running cross country, were you jamming to that? Oh, yeah, man. I would blow out my eardrums before races, like, just Let's try to just, just listen to stuff as loud as possible. We have that, and then our two latest games, obviously, the NFC West. Rams over the Cardinals in a game that I don't think mattered one bit to anybody. And 49ers over the Seahawks, where the Niners clinch home field advantage. Hawks fall to the five seed. So close. It, it re- like, uh, the game was honestly not, though. It didn't feel like no, that yeah, close of a game. San Francisco dominated most of that it game. Did, it did. There was that one moment, though. Where it was like a third and two late in the first quarter with Marshawn in the backfield <laughs> and Chris Collinsworth is like, oh, is he gonna get the ball? And how now here's a guy who that, needs the ball. <laughs> first and goal from the one. How do you get a f- delay of game? Oh, that and is, it was intentional. That's inexcusable. Doesn't make any sense. Inexcusable. Yeah. I, I, do I really have to say it every week? Do I have to say it every week? But Pete it wasn't. Carroll. But it. But it wasn't Pete Carroll. It was the fact that their left tackle decided he wasn't hurt after the clock had ran for oh, twenty seconds. Yeah, I. I, I he saw was that laid too. on the ground and then he got up. He's like, "Oh, I'm good now." Well, Russell's like, "Dude, we gotta go." Yeah, make up uh, your mind. It was a weird visual because you see him like back there, like like he was expecting the clock to stop or something, and then they go up to the line and it's just. It's is this an Andy Reid offense? It was inex- because inexcusable and, it, and quite honestly cost them the game. It did. Yeah. It cost them a a home field for their first game. Now they have to go all the way to Philly. And we'll see how how that comes back to haunt them next next week. We have our fraud of the week coming up next. Yeah. So for my fraud of the week, I'm going to start out with uh, Mike Tomlin as a coach of the year candidate. Um a good, good story for most of the season, but had us fooled. I think that he would have had a shot if he made a playoff spot, but 
you got to beat your biggest rival when their stars are not playing, when you have a playoff spot on the line. How, yeah, how could you lose to a... This is your playoff Second, game. Bunch this of is your stringers. playoff game. Yeah, yeah. And you you lose to a team not playing their not best players. <laughs> and it just speaks to me that maybe they were checked out, but he's a coach that should be able to motivate a team for that specific situation. It's like his forte, right? Yeah, right. And, and so this 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 takes him out of the coach of the year race. Fraud, Mike Tomlin this year. Fraud. Uh, my fraud. The Oklahoma Sooners. <sighs> but LSU's done this to everybody. Three, four college football playoff appearances, zero wins. Three straight appearances, um, all blowouts. All blowouts. That's all I need to say about that. So you're saying the university as a CFP contender is a fraud. I'm here. I oh, think, I'm here with that. Like, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think from now on the committee should – and I don't believe it actually – putting specific rules on teams. But the committee from now on should say, Oklahoma, if you want even a whiff of this playoff, you have to win every game, be completely undefeated, and you got to win by at least two touchdowns. The, the Sooners and the Fighting Irish are on CFP probation. Exactly. <laughs> Fraud. Lincoln Riley is still a great coach. Washington just got off CFP probation. <laughs> Lincoln Riley is still a great coach, and he, he, he has a great ability to get amazing performances out of quarterbacks. Also, it helps when you have Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. But still, they are frauds until they can they can win a playoff game. Frauds. Thank you, Jake. Brandon, your fraud of the week. Well, it's the end of the season, so we're going to go big picture here. He's going to fraud us. No, we're not frauding <laughs> you guys. A team that midway through the season kind of surprised everyone and then Laid an egg for the last probably six weeks. The Oakland Raiders in their final season in Oakland. Mm, yeah. I mean, they were playoff contenders. They were still in the playoff hunt with some crazy scenario week 17. But they had the mathematical, the yeah, fun one. You know? They needed like eight like, different things to happen. The, these three teams need to lose. If that team needs to win. Both teams that were <laughs> both the NFL teams. And if the Cardinals tie, then. <laughs> both the NFL teams that mentioned. I think we mentioned them because it made us sound dumb. Because we we both believed in the Raiders and the Steelers for a period. Where yeah, we're like, see, these they, are the they teams. They tricked me because <laughs> because after they went three and two, I said they won't win more than five, and then they won four in a row, and they were six, seven and three, and then they didn't win again. Fraud, Gruden caring about Oakland. I mean, I, is that the vibe? Because that's the vibe that I got this past month. It feels like Derek Carr. God bless him for trying. Like, I don't think if I just got booed by the black hole, I would go try to shake their hands. Um, that just seems like... No, they would get a middle finger. That seems me. like a dangerous situation that you just don't want to put yourself in. <laughs> I'm not walking up... My shoulder pads don't have spikes. His do. <laughs> and I'm not wearing my helmet. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it, he, God bless him for trying. But it seems like the organization as a whole just lame-ducked Oakland this year. Oakland as a city is a fraud. <laughs> Step off. <laughs> I mean, Golden State, the Warriors moved across. To I know, San yeah. Francisco you got to be well. careful with See the Oakland. I mean? Everybody leaves to go on the other side of the bay. I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's about to be the Detroit of the West. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't already? Well, uh, they, they are, that's where they're filming Last Chance You for this season, isn't it? <laughs> what, a, what a great way to fraud this week. 
What yeah. a good good start to 2020. Good frauds. Good frauds for 2020. Did you know that on Sunday it will be one year since we started this show? Really? Uh, yeah, January 5th. We were doing dry runs at the end of NFL season last year. Yeah. Yes. Now we're, now we're just now we got all these segments flowing, flowing. You 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 love to see it, <laughs> and you love to see an update from the XFL and what we got here. I hate that you come to me these two weeks because there's nothing going on. I know, I know. They're on break. It's, it's a segment. We got to remind you how much we care about the it's XFL. True. I am becoming more and more possibly a Seattle Dragon fan. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That's that's it. Here's the XFL update. Who were your guys' teams? I don't want to do that until after the first no, week. No, you can't do that. Because I want to choose Everybody's a team. Everybody's the same record. We're all zero and zero, baby. I want to choose a team based on the identity that I like, the 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 style of play, and I'm not going to see that. It sounds like you're being a coward, and I don't like cowards on my show. I, and I, here's, how, here's how I'm going <laughs> to phrase this. If we would have watched objectively the, a, fir, a first hypothetical full season of the AAF, I would have probably said I wish I was a Birmingham Iron fan because they like a bandwagon. No, because they have an identity. They know how to play and they're fun to watch. And Trent Richardson, greatest AAF player of all time. You're just upset because the Orlando Apollos were good and the Arizona Hot Shots weren't. You're just upset. The the Arizona Hot Shots were contending when they folded. Okay, so we our teams were all in contention. Uh, Orlando was the champion. Let's stop pretending they weren't. They were the champion like Nebraska was announced oh, a champion. Son of a- <laughs> Brandon, do you have a team? Have you thought of it? No, I don't. I do have some, <laughs> I do have some news. Uh, the New York Guardians announced their secondary logo. Yes. Which is their on-duty secondary logo, is what they call it. It's literally just a G, and then in the top of the G is an N inside of it, and then underneath is a Y. I'm really excited to see this succeed because I'm excited to see where expansion will take them. I think it's gonna be a while before they do that. Here's the deal: we are in we are in phase two of a five step plan that gets Des Moines uh, a professional football Bef- team. Here's another thing to think about, also, just for time frame wise. We are a month away from kickoff. <laughs> I wanted to kill de- my momentum. I'm derailing you because you got to stop thinking there's going to be expansion. We just need to hope they get through a season first before yeah, we let's do. Slow, it. Let's slow the slow the breakdown. Do you know okay, what happened? Well then, we did a whole episode about expansion, and then the league folded. So okay, flip it, reverse it. NFL to Des Moines. Here is how that happens. We're in step two of step five. Step one. Might as well because MLB's trying to leave town. Step one. We have an Amazon distribution center coming to Grimes, and we have an Amazon warehouse rumored to be the project being built in Bondurant. We are at the super local. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear me? You hear me? So we are we are possibly going to be in Amazon City here soon, which will which will explode Central Iowa's population and workforce. Because you need daycare, you need all these things for the people that ha- now have these and jobs. And now you've got to entertain and, these and, people. And now we have already started hearing the sell the team chants from the Redskins fans. Dan Snyder sells the team. Oh my god! They move it and change logos to get rid of the whole misbrand of the Redskins. You need to stop. We have we have the, the we we build a dome. Okay, we build a dome 
out by you Southeast could, Polk High School near where the Amazon places are going to be. You can think this much about expansion, but you can't pick pick an XFL team? I'm, I'm telling you. Brandon, pick a team right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2001 odds, and that's being generous. But I have a dream scenario where Central Iowa gets a professional way, football team. By been your XFL team. update. If it's open to sponsorships and partial ownerships in the XFL, why would Jeff Bezos not jump on a product like that? A rising media product. Amazon's all about media now. Mm. That's all I'm saying. We're getting the Amazon buildings here. So, yeah, the big news is there's a secondary logo because, of course, the teams <laughs> are, have been on break because of uh, Christmas and New Year's, but training camp should resume. Are they in school? Is it, is it winter break? Uh, okay. I don't see uh, NFL teams I will taking this week off. I will say next week um, we uh, I will break down more of lo- bring it back to local. Uh, talk about all the Husker players, Hawkeye players, and Cyclone players. As far as I know, I think it's just Husker players and maybe one Cyclone player. But I'll have to look more into it. Thank you, XFL expert Jake Williams. Now we have our NBA. <laughs> oh, you derailed that segment two weeks in a row. Anyway, I will. I will. I will. It, it tangentially though you you told me that we can't talk expansion for the xfl yet so i told you about the nfl version <laughs> of it <laughs> tangentially uh derailed which anyway. is now one of my favorite terms tangentially tangentially Tang- derailed Tan- is going to be something i try to shoehorn into everything i do now okay we're on to the nba it's gonna be our first merch <laughs> tangentially derailed heck yeah <laughs> uh this week david stern passed away which we, which we saw coming from a, a few weeks ago. He had an emergency uh, brain surgery. And NBA players were paying their respects across social media and in arenas, uh, on broadcasts. And I can't think of any single commissioner that grew a sport um, and developed a brand for a company. That is the, NBA, the NBA is, you know, one company. Um, as much as David Stern did in baseball, football, anything else. Um, he, he grew the game, and he knew when to fight Jordan and when to work with Jordan. And we're, we're at where we are today with the NBA as a global brand because of the markets that he introduced. Think about um, Yao Ming and the Rockets and the 92 Dream Team that – led us to getting these great European kids like Luka Doncic and um, Kristaps Porzingis. Giannis. And Giannis, yeah. Giannis is a great example of a product of the global NBA, um, which is what Stern did. And so it's kind of a sad moment, but it's a moment to reflect on the sports franchise that has done the most positive growth in the past 30 years, and a lot of that's because of this guy. He mentored um, Adam Silver, who has done an incredible job the past 11 years now as commissioner. Mm, not that long. Has I know it was 2010-ish that he took over because he kicked out Sterling. Yeah, but I thought it was like 13. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been around that time. Um, but yeah, it's... It's a, it's a different NBA and a better NBA because of David Stern. Yeah, I would agree. R.I.P. Didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. <laughs> and now we're into our wild card picks for Paul's Fab Five and the primetime picks. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, are you just doing wild card for this? Last for, uh, w- I g- uh, n- No. Because I need to know when to cue that music. Pulse Fat Five. That was the cue. That was that was. Yeah, the I, got it, okay. I got it. <laughs> Last week, one and three with one push. Talked about it earlier. Green Bay, Detroit. Um, other games that I lost. Oh man, Oklahoma couldn't two put push. up any points for me. Like two pushes. I've had two, two pushes. And yeah, yeah. Um, Oklahoma didn't put up the points for me because I had them covering plus 13 and a half. I had Clemson covering, which I got. I uh, missed the Colts because we went over Jacksonville's undefeated at home week 17 in franchise history. <laughs> That's now 25 years. Uh, they've never yeah. lost a final game at home. But the one I got right, again, Clemson. And we're on to this week. We have five games. Going to start with tomorrow night's Idaho Potato Bowl being wow. played in Boise and we're taking the Wolfpack of Nevada plus 8 with Malik Henry slinging it across the field against a 7 and 5 Ohio team. I'm sorry, is it just that I don't watch that much mid-level like I I don't watch that much group of 5 conference action. And yeah. so fraud. Why, Paul, I thought you were in the Maxion. Right, guy. I'm the Maxion king. But <laughs> <laughs> why is a 7 and 5 I, I'm saying that more about the Mountain West than my Mac here, okay? Why is a seven and five Ohio team favored by eight here? It's Frank Solich, former Husker coach. Take the Netflix superstar Malik Henry and his whiny ass to this plus eight to cover. <laughs> I want to see who you have in their Bowmania picks because I have Nevada. Brandon has uh, Ohio. You have Nevada, so you, you're pretty consistent with your pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then for our four NFLs, this is kind of going to give away my primetime picks a bit, but I like the Bills covering plus two and a half at the Texans. I also like the Titans covering plus five at the Patriots. I see that as kind of going to be a slugfest, and if this is Derrick Henry's game, that does not bode well for the Patriots. So I like the Titans to make it closer than five points in that game, no matter who wins. Saints hosting the Vikings, minus seven and a half. Take that money in the dome. They're going to dominate. This is going to be the reciprocal of the Minneapolis miracle. And that rhymed too. And then I, <laughs> and then the Seahawks are at Lincoln. Learned so much today. Seahawks are at Lincoln Financial Field being favored one and a half against the Eagles. Take the Seahawks to cover and win on the road. Those are Paul's Fab Five for the week. <laughs> And on to our fabulous primetime picks. We're just going to do the four this week, and then next week we will have the four plus the national championship. Ooh. So I choked. I went 5-0 and oh last week, staying par for par. I'm Brand- telling you. Brandon you- and I both went 5-0, and oh, so I stayed two behind him, but he... He you took a commanding I'm, I'm, lead. I'm telling you, you did you did the Jameis Winston. You had the five the last week, and then you had the five this week. Yeah. You, know, you own five this week. Yeah, the perfect reciprocal. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying perfect reciprocal? Stop trying to make phrases and things. Spot the lie. It's, it's, oh, my God. <laughs> you hate to see it. <laughs> God, this show's gone off the rails. Okay, um, I went 0-5 last week to really fall behind Brandon. This week, first up is Bills at Texans. Jake, let's start with you. 
Who do you like in the Saturday afternoon? The, we're going to call this the Houston Special. I think they've hosted the Saturday <laughs> afternoon game for four of the past six years. Yeah, they have, yeah. Uh, I think that's an ESPN game, too. I think it's always on ESPN. Because it's, uh, yeah, it's on it is. both ABC and ESPN at the same Ooh. time. Thank Simulcast. the good Lord from us cord cutters. <laughs> I know. Yeah, thank God I have the <laughs> the, the cable. Yes. The antenna. That's what I was looking for. Uh, I got the Bills. Um, I kind of teased it earlier when we were talking about the Texans and the Titans. I think this is, yeah, this is prime choking time for the Texans. They're a one and done team. And uh, I, got, I got the Bills here. Bills have been good all year. So I got the Bills. Brandon, your pick for the Houston special. Yeah, I think I'm going to roll with the Bills as well. I, 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 I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think the Bills will, will, will make it to the divisional round. I saw them as a team that would win, win at least one playoff game. So they got a good matchup here with, with Houston. The Bills know what they do well. And, you know, that's a thing that really makes a difference in the NFL because some teams don't play to their strengths as much as they, you would expect them to. The Cowboys and the Packers are two great examples this year of that. Uh, but the Bills play to their strength, and I have them winning this game as well. We all Shock. have the visitor winning the first game against a division winner. Second game, I was surprised they had two AFCs on Saturday and two NFCs on Sunday. It's usually split, right? Yeah. Yeah, usually, usually it's one of each. So in our night game, which is this the N- is this the NBC game? Most likely. I I'm excited for that. I think Chris Collins worth calling. This game is going to be a lot of fun. Titans at Patriots. Here's a guy who's going to call a fun game. Get that slide in. And Brandon, Titans at Patriots. Yeah, I like the Patriots. Foxborough at night. In the Tom playoffs, Brady, that Bill horn. Belichick, I mean, I hate that horn. What is worse, the Patriots horn or the Vikings horn? The Vikings. Or the Bills. Have you heard the Bills? The Bills horn sounds like a train. Yeah, I guess. I guess Brandon and I are both going to say the Vikings. I've been. I, the I, skull. I, I've sat in the Metrodome and had to hear that horn, and it's not fun. You ready for this? Sound the alarms, Paul. I got an upset. Uh oh. Titans over. Patriots. Jake, I like that. I'm taking the Titans too here. <gasps> I took them plus five and I'm taking them out right too. Do it. And this is where Brandon makes the smart pick while you and I fall further behind. But I like I both. think this year's the only year this would work, this pick. Otherwise, if it were last year, I'd take the Patriots. Tannehill's playing well. Derrick Henry's playing great. Yep. Um I like both AFC wildcard teams to win. I'm in. On to the NFC games. And first one is Vikings at Saints. I do have the Saints pulling this one out. You heard me say they're going to cover minus seven and a half. So that's not a surprise. How about you, Jake? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think this is pretty lock- locked up. And I think it could be possible that Kirk Cousins kind of surprises us and has a good game, but he's not going to out-duel Drew Brees, if it get- even if it were to get to that point, you know, like an offensive game. I'm just not going to trust Drew Brees over Kirk Cousins any day of the week and twice on Sundays. I'm taking the Saints. The one thing that the Vikings got lucky with here is that it's a noon game and not a night game because if it's night game, you got to lock in the Saints against Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk right? Cousins always plays well in noon kickoffs. Yeah, and, and we know he's now 0-9 in primetime. Brandon, who do you have for Vikings-Saints? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Vikings keep this one really close. I think Dalvin Cook has been off for two weeks. He's going to be ready to go. Hungry. And I think that's going to be huge. 
but I, I think the Saints will still be able to pull it out. But I don't think I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means. What do you think on the, on the seven and a half? No, definitely, definitely Vikings. I would definitely take the Vikings. I don't think they lose. You think by it's going to be a touchdown game within least, a touchdown? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I, I think the Saints will win. They're just, they just got too much. I mean, Alvin Kamara. I think will be the, the main difference in that game. So we all have the Saints, but Brandon would take the Vikings to cover plus seven and a half onto the most lopsided game of the first weekend. We have a bird battle. Huh. Seahawks at the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. Flipping it back to Brandon. Who do you got for the final game of Wild Card Weekend? This one's tough because Seattle, they don't have any running backs. I mean, he, they just pulled two guys yeah, off the street. I mean, two <laughs> against Philly, who has a pretty good defense. They're getting healthy. They're hot. Do they know who their running back is, though? Yeah, they're, they're, they have had a lot of injuries. They don't know if Zach Hurts is going to play. You don't know if Miles Sanders is going to play. I don't know. I'm taking Philly. Or I'm not Philly. Seattle Ooh. on the road. Seattle on the road. They've been. I don't know if they've lost on the road yet this year. They've been. No, I think they're seven and one. So they've been a great road team this year. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Seattle. How about you, Jake? I think I said it all when I was the one running the social media for Loud Sports, and I shared the picture of Bane as the Seahawks eleven. <laughs> that and was five outstanding. And the guy oh in the pink gosh. jumpsuit, and it was the Eagles. This and is they're circling each other like Hillary and Trump in a debate. <laughs> we know who's going to – shout out to NFL memes. They, they made that. Uh, I got I to gotta say this is no question. It's the Seahawks. I think the Eagles will play well and surprise us because the Eagles have been thriving off this in, in, in the playoffs. They, they shouldn't have beat the Patriots a couple years ago. They shouldn't have won last year in their playoff game that they won. It's slipping my mind. They will play well, but I so I I got one off the double doink last year. That's right, the, the, the Bears. I gotta go with I still gotta go with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. It, it is a problem that they had to scoop up a thirty three year old Skittle eaten Marshawn Lynch off the off the streets, but you gotta do what you gotta do to win. I I like the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks as well. I said they're gonna cover a point and a half. They're gonna win in Lincoln Financial, but we do have to acknowledge that the NFC specifically, the NFL, but the NFC specifically has a history of proving doubters wrong when we doubt the lowest division winner. We saw it with the, with the Seahawks in 2010. I think the Panthers won the division at 9-7. and 7-8. Seven seven and I'm pretty sure they were under 500 as well. And, and, and then won their first game. Mm-hmm. And so this could be... A Philly special. I mean, Philly, like I said, Philly's hot. They've won five in a row, I think, four or five in a row. And those fans get wild, and it could turn into an Eagles environment real quick. So we all have the Seahawks, but there's a definite possibility that we all take that one and take that one on the chin pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will find out that next week where we have the end of our bowl mania to go through as well as predictions for divisional week. Uh, more and more NBA talk as we get into. I already have next week's off-court moment of the week, and it's Alex Caruso and Taco Fall both being top ten in voting. But we will save That's our NBA voting for next week. The, the video of him getting subbed in is still one of my favorites, <laughs> where he keeps making the crowd get louder before he'll let Taco. <laughs> With Brad Stevens yeah, is like just, hyping uh, the crowd. Yeah, no, 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 you're not. Up. It's outstanding. We will come to you with all that and more from around the world of sports next week. For Jake Williams and Brandon Plecker, I'm Paul Rubidoux.
It's the Loud Sports Podcast where you can follow us. Drop my pen. <laughs> at Twitter at Loud Sports Pod. On Facebook, Loud Sports Podcast. On Instagram at Loud Sports Pod. Jake, does that about cover it? Yeah, it does. Uh, I feel like 2020 is going to be a good year. I think my New Year's resolution is to stop letting Brandon pick things and make predictions. <laughs> or always pick after him. Or, I don't know, don't pick Titans. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hey. Well, we'll save that till the fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's next. That'll be a football resolution. It's 2020, but yeah, the season. Next 2020 NFL we'll regular season. We will do football resolutions in August for <laughs> why. And, and one of Paul's resolutions is never betting on the Falcons. <laughs> and we will have those for you in the fall, along with a lot of great stuff before then. Talk to you guys next week. Yeah.